Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to an extremely special episode to mark a hundred episodes of the Not Perfect podcast. I began this podcast in 2019 and it has just been one of the best things I've ever done actually and I just want to take a moment to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to all my guests. This has been complete therapy for me as I hope it's been for you as well. It's just opened up conversations I wouldn't have had, introduced me to books I may not have found and in all honesty it's been just heaven to speak to some of you, connect to some of you. Some of you guys messaged me on Instagram which really does make my day. Whenever I see you post about an episode I can't tell you the smile it gives me honestly just it just totally makes my day anyway I'm really waffling which I try not to do on the podcast (laughs) uh, because I'm so conscious of the time you do spend listening and I always want to make sure that every single minute is packed full of interesting and hopefully useful information or stories or shares that makes your life better so to mark the 100th episode We thought, and I have a great little team that helped me with this, I have an amazing editor, George, and I have an amazing producer, Georgie, the George and Georgies, the two Gs, and I really wouldn't be able to do this show without them, so huge thank you to them. And we have a great season coming up for you in January because we're kind of closing out this season now and we've had the most amazing, wonderful podcast partners, um, Platinum by Columbia Care, who supported us for the last 14 episodes, which has been amazing because I do truly love their products. So for this episode, we thought we would combine some of our most listened to episodes and share some of the wisdom that was in each of the most listened to episodes over the last two and a half years in a little summary episode that we haven't done yet. So I'll take you through some of the guests that have really popped, the ones that have had unbelievable amount of listens. So let's head to Gellon Tubton, who I absolutely adore, and he was my very first interview. And he wrote the book, A Monk's Guide to Happiness. And he is also one of the most soulful, wisdomful people I know. As you can imagine, being a monk, it's not surprising. His energy is so grounding. So whenever I'm in his presence or read his work, I just have that feeling of total relaxation. So let's have a listen to what his wisdom was. So what is your favorite quote at the moment? Oh, okay. So I like that quote, um, you can't solve a problem with the same thinking that created it. So 
I think it's Einstein, but it might be one of these fake quotes, you know, but whoever, whoever, it's great, isn't it? Because that's the problem is that we, we try and solve a problem with the thoughts from within the problem. But I think you've got to step back and, and, and observe it from a distance and then you can solve it. Oh, my God. What screams to me right now is politics. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. OK, second one. What's the most profound or silly life lesson you've been reminded or learned recently? Oh, <laughs> the other day I was telling I was telling a friend, you know, I've got these friends who I've got this bunch of friends and, and they just seem to slag each other off all the time. Isn't that terrible? And then my friend said to me, well, <laughs> you're doing it too, aren't you? <laughs> you just slag them off. <laughs> Next up is Dr. Soph, who is the author of A Manual to Being Human. And she is a psychologist and a good friend too. I absolutely loved the episode with her. It was all about heartbreak and actually understanding anxiety and as you can imagine this podcast did very well so let's head to her wisdom so we always kick off with our first three questions mm -hmm. what is your favorite quote at the moment okay so I love this because I've recently been thinking about this quite a lot I discovered a quote by from the Mad Hatter mm. and it is when you can't look on the bright side I will sit with you in the dark and I just think this quote is so incredible because most of us grow up surrounded by this message of chin up, look on the bright side, smile, it might never happen. And whilst most people, when they say those things, are coming, coming from a loving position or think they are, they're often telling you your emotion is unacceptable, I want you to change it, but not really telling you how to do so. Mm. And so in this quote, I think when it says... If you can't look on the bright side, I'll sit with you in the dark. Instead of saying change your emotion, it's unacceptable. It's saying I get that sometimes we just feel terrible and there's nothing you can do about that. And I'm not going to leave you alone in that. And I'm not going to try and fix you. I'm just going to sit with you until that dark passes. So it was a game changer when I found that quote. God, I love that. And it's almost like a manual of how to support a friend. Yeah. Everything that you need is in that sentence. What's the most profound life lesson you've been reminded of recently? So, recently, someone said to me that a level five desire is almost always accompanied by a level five pain. I was like, I'm sorry, what? And they were telling me about this concept that uh, if you rate kind of the desire you have from something from one to five, the stronger your desire, your stronger your drive for it and you're striving for it, the more pain will also follow it or come with it. And I absolutely love this because this, when I heard it, you know those things where you're like, oh my God, that's so true. Think about those things where you've thought, I'll be good enough when I reach this point. And you work your ass off to get there. For example, you're striving, you're striving, you're striving. You feel like you're getting closer. The desire for it is getting stronger. And even, so let's say you do reach the goal. Then you have this amazing, like overwhelming burst of dopamine. You feel great. And then it disappears mm. and you never you realize you never feel the way that you thought you might for example or you feel like you've birthed something and suddenly you feel empty or you're a perfectionist like me and the goalposts move for example suddenly it's not enough anymore or you start seeing the flaws in the thing that you were working towards or just the fact that you're so driven just creates so much anxiety and pain so I love this idea because it makes me realize when my brain starts to strive and run ahead of me and my desires become too much and maybe my ego gets too involved. I'm like, 
oh, maybe we need to just dial this back a little bit because mm. the amount of striving is going to be equal to pain. So can I take this back to a level two desire? So the pain isn't quite as much. Next up is Laurie Gottlieb, who is a bit of an idol to me. I absolutely adored her book, Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. She's a psychotherapist. She's a journalist. She has her own podcast. She's truly phenomenal. And this book taught me so much about the psyche. What is a recent life lesson you've been reminded of? In the book, I have this word taped up in my office, ultra crepidarianism. <laughs> and I love this word because it means the habit of giving advice or opinions outside of one's knowledge or competence. Mm. Everybody, I think, is in very close quarters right now. Um, and everybody is trying to give everybody else advice. And I think what we really need to do is do more listening and less advising, especially on matters outside of our knowledge or competence. Only the other person knows what's right for them. And so often we think that we know what's right for somebody else and we aren't living their lives. And I think we have to remember that and really learn how to listen. That is a great tip for all of us just to question what you're reading rather than absorbing everything. So that couldn't be more relevant for everyone who spends a lot of time online. Next up is one of my favorites, Dr. Ramani, who is the world leading expert on narcissism. I think you might all know a narcissist or have come across a narcissist at some point. And so her work, I think, is critical to us all navigating the modern world. With Instagram and social media, I think being a factor in increasing the amount of narcissists we have in this world to know the signs and know the red flags when you may come into contact with one, I think is really helpful because narcissism is a real threat to our mental health. And this episode went viral, in all honesty. People really loved listening to Dr. Ramani and the amount of messages I had after this podcast was phenomenal. So many of you have been in relationships with narcissists, weren't really too sure if they were a narcissist. And so hearing about the traits of narcissist is actually quite healing to know that it really wasn't you, it was them. Let's head to her episode to hear uh, some nuggets from her. So what is your favorite quote at the moment? My favorite quote is, it's a roomy quote, and it's, the wound is where the light enters you. And why is that your favorite? That's my favorite because I think so many people look at the battle scars, the pain and the hurts of their lives, and they think it makes them damaged. And I look at those wounds and those battle scars, and I'm like, don't you understand that that's what made you beautiful? That is so lovely to hear. What's a life lesson you've been reminded of recently? I think the life lesson I've been reminded of recently is you can't unring a bell. You can't change the things that have happened in your life. So you have to learn to accept them and derive some form of meaning from the suffering, like Viktor Frankl would say, so you can move forward and not be forever stuck. How do you define happiness? To me, happiness is living a life that is in line with your authentic self. And I think that one of the things I always want people to take away with about authenticity is I think a lot of people throw that word around as a happy word. And it's actually not always happy. Being authentic can actually be quite lonely because people don't always like authentic people. They speak their truth. They live their truth. They're not living the party line. But I think that that is actually where joy is felt. And we assume joy is 
being at the center of the party and everything's going your way. And like, no, the ability to live without those, those conditions of worth, without people telling you what life, your life is supposed to look like and to live free of that, to me, that is happiness. Next up is Emma Gannon, the lovely Emma Gannon. I absolutely adore Emma. She is a serial author of best-selling books. She just has such a lovely outlook on the world. I love reading her newsletters. She's got a new book coming out called Disconnected, and I cannot wait to get stuck into that over the holiday season. And Emma is just the best. So always full of insights. I love this podcast with her. So let's drop in to what Emma had to say. What's a life lesson you've been reminded of recently? Something I've been reminded of recently that has surprised me because it's quite basic, but the power of music. I used to love music when I was younger. I used to be that person making the mixtapes and listening on your Walkman in the back of the car, daydreaming out of the window. And I recently interviewed a psychologist actually about why lockdown has made us so nostalgic for the past. So I've just been digging into a treasure trove of old music and just makes such a difference to my happiness. And what did she say the reason for that is? She said it was two things. She said it was one that we can't go forwards really at the moment. We can't make any plans. So we, we go backwards. And the other thing was that we, in times of crisis, look for kind of childhood comfort. And so sometimes that's rooted in music and memories. So it makes sense that we're going back into our nostalgia and kind of, I don't know, it's like a blanket that you put over yourself, I think. Yeah, it's so lovely. I've definitely been doing that. And how do you define happiness? For me, happiness is such a complicated word that I haven't really nailed down yet. I think that I like the word contentment more than happiness. And maybe they mean the same things to me now, but it's really just feeling like I have enough. We're, we're you know, led to believe in this consumerist society that we never, ever, ever have enough. But on the days I just feel like, yep, yeah, got enough here. I'm feeling happy. Next up is Tara Swart. I wrote about her in my book. She is the author of the best-selling book, The Source, and she is the expert on manifesting. She's a neuroscientist and so really dives into the neuroscience behind how to get what you want in your future. I absolutely love Tara. I love her research. And this episode was a real joy to me because I've read the source years ago. So to have her on the podcast, to ask her all about it, it was a real hit episode. And so many of you thought so too. So let's head to Tara. What is your favorite quote at the moment? Well, there's one that's really resonating with me at the moment, and I've sent it to various people for, for different reasons. It's all of it is quite long, but the first part is, is the main bit, which is, it's a Marianne Williamson quote. It's, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We're all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, 
our presence automatically liberates others. Oh God, that's so good. I knew you, I knew you'd love it. <laughs> why did you choose that quote and why is that important for you? I think that we would all recognize that we've perhaps shrunk or played small in our lives for various reasons, whether it's because you're going through a personal crisis or whether it's because you work in a male-dominated industry or society or your family expectations have made you feel like that. And I think it's a real transformative journey for people, almost like a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. And my work is all about transformation, you know, my coaching, my speaking, my writing. And so that image of the butterfly is something that's helped me through the years. And now coming across this quote, I remember the first time I saw it, it was etched into a massive crystal in this crystal park in Australia. And it really hit me then. And it's just, it's just come up again. And, you know, I live and die by my intuition backed by science. And so when I see something and it keeps cropping up, I kind of believe that there's a reason that this is important at the moment. So even getting to say it to you, I hope it has like a, you know, really positive effect on you. And of course, like all your listeners hearing it as well. It's just something that I feel is what people need at the moment, given, you know, especially everything that's going on as well. Next up is the Mind Architect. And this episode also went viral. It is with Peter Crone, who talks about how to free your mind. Peter has a way with words. He understands the mind in a really unique philosophical way that resonates hugely. And I could tell this from seeing how many of you listen to this episode, but he's just absolutely brilliant. He used to be Tom Cruise's personal trainer and then turned into this researcher, speaker, and truly phenomenal coach that changes the way you understand the mind. So I'm not surprised that we included Peter in this roundup because he truly drops wisdom nuggets every second that you speak to him. Let's dive into his interview. What's the life lesson you've been reminded of recently? One of the things that was really pivotal in my own journey, if we're going to call it an awakening of sorts, happened by virtue of a girl I was in love with or I was dating who left me and I sort of had that desperate men doing desperate things revelation where there was nothing else to discover other than the fact that I was being driven by a very deep fear of loss because my parents had died at a young age. So that sort of revelatory process really introduced me to the notion and the truth that life is uncertainty. That's its nature. We don't know what's going to happen. And they were the three words that were pivotal in my own liberation was realizing I had a series of questions, this constant rumination about, you know, am I going to see her again? Where is she? Is she dating someone else? Will I ever find love like that again? All of these very stereotypical. And for that reason, you know, we bring compassion to those human concerns. But when I realized or it came to me, you know, I was really the beneficiary of insight. I got an answer to all the questions simultaneously, which is, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I don't know where she is. I don't know if she'll come back. I don't know if she's with someone else. I don't know if I'll find love like that again. And it was so liberating because I realized, one, that's the truth. And then two, for the first time in my life, I was totally okay with it. At that moment, I stopped trying to figure it all out. This freedom cascaded through my body like I'd never experienced before. And it was just the quintessential experience of total peace. There was trust that, okay, I don't need to know what's going to happen and I'm going to be a beneficiary of life and things are going to unfold in a way that I can't currently see. 
Leaning into trust. Next up is Kristen Neff, one of the leading researchers in compassion. And she recently launched a book this year on compassion. And again, I'm not surprised that this episode was one of the most listened to also, as she just has a beautiful researched approach as to why it's so important for us to develop compassion for ourselves, but also for others. Not only does it support our health, if we're more compassionate, we're more successful, if we're more compassionate, we upgrade our lives, our minds, our moods. There is no downside to being more compassionate. So let's dive into her research and interview. What's a favorite quote you return to often and why? One of my favorite quotes is actually by a meditation teacher named uh, Rob Nairn, who said, the goal of practice is simply to be a compassionate mess. And I return to that quote almost every single day. And so the reason it's so important is because often we think our goals are to get it right or to improve or to, you know, deal with our anger issues or whatever it is we're dealing with. What happens with self-compassion practice is compassion itself actually becomes your goal. You're still a mess. You still make mistakes. I can tell you after 25 years of mindfulness and compassion practice, I'm still a mess. Maybe a little better, but not a lot. But um, I I have learned to become a compassionate mess. That is an achievable goal. And it it just makes all the difference in the world when you hold whatever arises for you with compassion. Then you've achieved your goal. A compassionate mess. I can so get on board with that. Yes. What's a life lesson you have been reminded of lately? For me, what's going on is uh, the end of the pandemic, right? And so I think that's for everyone, but I'm fully vaccinated now. And it just really reminded me that even though sometimes things seem like it would never end and things would never get back to normal again, again, if you accompany yourself through whatever journey you're going through, even if it's very difficult, um, eventually things change. All things are impermanent, including things that are really difficult. So just, you know, it's, it's really, that's really a nice one that even difficulty will pass. All things will pass. The good things will pass as well. So you can't pick and choose, but all things change eventually. Yes, absolutely. How do you define happiness? <laughs> I'm going to feel like I'm repeating myself, but I really do define happiness as open-heartedness, right? So just to get a little, little personal. So I'm single, pandemic wasn't the best time for dating, but even, even so, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm middle-aged, you know, that I don't know what's going to happen. And so I've really been focusing on making sure my happiness isn't contingent on things like having a partner or really on having my life go the way I want it to go. And really, I mean, I've had to explicitly focus because these thoughts come up like, oh, wouldn't that be nice? And, you know, there your happiness goes out the window with the thought, wouldn't that be nice? And really just refocusing myself and saying, wait a second, what is it that really makes you happy, Kristen? Yeah, I want to feel loved. I want to feel special. I want to feel connected. So I need to give that to myself. I need to love myself. I need to value myself. My connection isn't with any one person or any one event. It's with all of life. It's with the universe. Mm -hmm. Again, there's real freedom there because your happiness isn't contingent on circumstances. It's available at any moment. Second to last is the wonderful Julia Samuel, who is the author of Grief Works, This Too Shall Pass, and also has recently launched the app Grief Works. 
Julia totally redefines our understanding of grief. And I just think this is such an important topic to cover, whether you're grieving or whether you know someone who's grieving. But she really helps us to see that grieving isn't just about grieving someone who's passed, but grieving all sorts of loss, the loss of a relationship, the loss of routine, the loss of a friend, the loss of where you are living. Maybe you've moved house and you're grieving the old house. Grief shows up in our lives in so many different ways. And I think it's so therapeutic and so important for us to have conversations around grief as much as we can. And Julia is just one of my favorite authors and speakers, and I find her truly reassuring. So let's dive into her interview. What is your understanding of soul? I mean, I think the task of mourning, if you like, is facing the reality that the person has died. So the body doesn't work anymore. The body of this person, the physical body as you knew, then walking around, breathing, hugging, eating, is no longer present. And I think the soul is the nuggets of memories and experiences that live on in the people around them after they've died. And so I think if I'm talking about my soul as a living being, I would hope that I the kind of the most significant people in in my life that love me, that they would feel my kind of heart and soul in them that I love them. And that a way of talking about heaven is a way of remembering the person through loving them. Next up, last but not least, is one of my most recent interviews. Oh gosh, one of my total idols in this world is Julia Cameron the author of The Artist Way. And she is 73 years old. She's written over 40 books. And she just has the most simplest, the most powerful practice to help us really tap into our most wise selves. She helps us tap into the wisdom within. She helps us to understand our thoughts in a completely different way. She helps us to tap into our action. It's so easy for us to get lost in our emotion, but emotion is energy in motion. And Julia's route towards really kind of therapizing ourselves is so simple, but yet so magical. And she is a ray of sunshine, very spiritual, very soulful. And so if you haven't listened to her episode, I really recommend a listen. Or if you have listened to it, have a listen again. I've listened to this episode about five times already. What's a life lesson you've been reminded of recently and why? I think I would have to say staying in the moment, being present to what's actually going on rather than fearfully anticipating the future or regretting the past. Uh, It's staying directly in the time that we have now uh, and saying, okay, what can I do now? So I would say the lesson is stay in the moment. Uh, That's where your power lies. How do you understand the soul? I think of it as an innate force uh, that we all have that intends us good and intends us creativity. The soul is another term for inner power. 
So I think uh, that when we have contact with our own inner guidance, we have contact with our soul. So my tools are about caring for your soul. Thank you so much for listening to this roundup to mark the 100th episode of the Not Perfect podcast. And as I said, it's been a total joy to be on this journey with you. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys don't listen, I don't have a podcast. So this really is a team effort. And I just, again, want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for allowing me to do my job because without you, I couldn't. I appreciate every interview I get to do and it's an honor to serve you with this content and I hope that we can keep going for a long time after this. So please rate, um, subscribe, please send the podcast to anyone you think may find it helpful to listen. Please contact me. I honestly really love hearing your messages and I hope you may have found my book at some point this year. Happy Not Perfect, the book released earlier this year in about June time. And it is a book that is full of loads of things from the podcast and lots more research. For now, have a wonderful rest if you can rest at this time of year and have an amazing 2022. This year was not easy by any stretch of the imagination. So I hope that we've learned to be stronger, to be more resilient, to be more flexible for all of those who've read my book. And I'll see you next year. And thank you for allowing us to get to 100 episodes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.